I disagree with you. <laughs> Bake me pancakes about them being so strong against Scotland. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we get to the data and comments from our misunderstanding survey. Whoa, this feels like <laughs> the biggest one yet. We got a lot to a get lot to. lot to cover. <laughs> Let's go. LOL, we are not kidding. No, for real. <laughs> this is so, we got so much We're to get We're so happy through. about it. It's amazing. Yes. Easily our most active survey that we've taken. Yeah. Which is so cool. Previously, I think it was the Fun 5. This passes that. Oh, crazy. Because Fun 5, we got a lot of feedback mm-hmm. on, a lot of votes. But this, mm-hmm. it just kept coming in. Weeks later, yeah. more comments, more votes. Right. So let's just waste no more time and get to it. Right to it. We got data. We got comments. Let's read them. So, this time for this survey, we asked for, well, who is it? (laughs) Out of all the 35 characters, which are the ones that you just straight up don't get? And, of course, we were relying heavily on, well, the vote doesn't explain why. We just have to guess unless you tell us. So, let's look at the top five because we don't have a bottom five this time, really. What is the top five? (laughs) This feels like a bottom five. It kind of is a bottom five. (laughs) So when it came to the data, there were so many votes, but thankfully there were no ties. <laughs> that feels like a first. Hey. Is that, I don't know. I would have to look. We'd to have see. to look. Uh, hey, editing Ryan, do we have any surveys where there were no ties at all? Nope. This would indeed be the first. Although Sweden and Dahan insurrection were close. Cool. Thanks for checking. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I'm gonna know at that time. Yeah. I'm not gonna know now. <laughs> Sorry. Jerk. So we're just gonna start off with just the top five because we have so much comments that we just got to get through. Go, go, go. So in fifth place, 17% of all the voters said that vengeance as a burning plague was their misunderstood spirit. And we also included vengeance. Sure. Or or talked about vengeance in our list. Yeah. We're both trying to get better with vengeance. Sure. I think we both see their potential. I think we definitely have. Definitely at the end of season one, we were warming up. And then season two, we were just like, all right, let's just really... Yeah. Put in the hours to see what can actually be attained here. But clearly this is a tricky spirit. Mm. Or just different. I mean, when it comes to breaking the mold, some spirits do this in a variety of ways than others. Some spirits do it in a much higher intensity than others. Right. But vengeance is the one that does it in the most backwards way. By completely embracing something that has been, quote unquote, bad in your head for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, when you look at characters that are confusing, like Finder, Starlight, Fractured, these big, crazy, confusing, how do I even use these characters? People don't view vengeance that way. It's not that they don't understand them conceptually. Right. It's... OMG, I don't want to use poison. (laughs) Poison is lethal. As a good thing, yeah. (laughs) Right, I could kill myself with this. (laughs) Literally. I'm looking at Fractured, and I have a question mark in my brain. Not a knife in my back. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Finder, I'm looking at their paths. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. It's very different of a misunderstanding, I feel. Mm. But a strong spirit. We're all trying to get better. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, the entire top five here totally understand every single one of them. Yeah. Every single one of them. 
So, looking at 1% better <laughs> than Vengeance. Vengeance was at 17% in 5th place. Here at 4th place with 1% better at 18% is Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares. I'm surprised about this a little bit. I understand it. A little it, bit. But a little bit. We're still, from base game, we're still like tripping you up. Know, I think that's the angle that surprises yeah. me. Yeah. Out of all of the top 5, this is the one I agree I'm going to talk to it later because I don't want to give any kind of information that I'm going to give away in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> because I could say something that gives a hint to who the other three Spoilers. are. Spoilers! But Bringer is the one on this list that I have the most amount of, huh. Now, I get it. I understand it. Bringer has been around since 2017. Yeah. People have been going, huh? Since 2017. <laughs> Many years later. We're and still... we talked about that. Yeah. You can't kill people. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's I'm oversimplifying with a generalized statement. Oh, uh, of course. That. I guess it is just... You can play in a way with Bringer where bad guys die. I okay? guess I just... Yes, I know you can manipulate to No, hunt. I know. I'm not arguing that. It's like, oh, we're still at this point with Bringer. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. It's like, yeah, they're tricky. They warp the game. They're in our game changers. Like, we've talked about Bringer and how they warp it for, I would say, newer players. I just had a thought. Tell me. Do you think the fact that there are more characters in the game makes their flaw, this notion of, oh, this unattractive, you can't kill people, more salient? Mm. Because now there's 35 characters I can play as. Look at all these spirits. When there were 12 spirits in the game, oh, this spirit doesn't kill anyone. Ugh, Mm. I'm going to look at the other 11. Okay, yeah. Now there's 35. Okay, this spirit can't kill anyone. Okay, I have 34 other players I'll just play someone else, yeah. And when the selection grows, grows, that is like, okay, I don't need them. Bye. Do you know what I mean? I just thought of this. Like, I wonder if the fact that there are so many spirits to play as means that, wait, what do they do? They don't kill people. Okay, not only are they going to go on the back burner, they're going to go on the back burner of the stove on the other side right. of the property. Because there's 30 more <laughs> options to choose right. from. Right. Yeah. So when you're put on the back burner in a room of 12 spirits versus put on the back burner in a room of 35 spirits, yeah. I'm just wondering how that may affect That's it. a long line. That's that a long need. line. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. If you put on the back of the line, well, the line is 12 people. Now it has 35. So yeah. I'm just wondering, huh. I think that might be a reason for it for yeah. sure. Okay. Now we get into our bronze medalist with 23%, so one up by five. Small jump. A little small jump here is a character that we do not <laughs> have any surprise to see no, here. No, not one bit. With Finder of Paths Unseen. Yes. Now we're back on track. Like we had Laura's comments of she just looked at it and, and see this puzzle, this maze that is like. So confusing. So confusing. I have six cards. What is going on? And <laughs> she is not the only person. I've seen that said so many times on message boards and yeah. Reddit. It's like, how do I even do this spirit? I can kill people, but I'm slapped on the wrist if I do. Right. And so I, I may as well not kill anyone. And I, have I no don't s- do anything with fear. I have no starting cards that do fear or killing. I other don't than, do anything with defense. Yeah. I can keep Han alive, but that lights and i don't like that so it's like so what do i do <laughs> and then of course the uh the veteran leans over and says you can move cities <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh and you can teleport yeah oh and you're filthy rich and isolate yeah so i mean there's <laughs> so the much strengths there. aren't right as immediately apparent because mm-hmm. like there's so many things that are happening what track do i go down um and it's just so what card do i play first yeah um i have six cards well that's what i like about finder is that oh, there's it. no one build there's no, oh, no. there's like and there never has been with anyone right but it's so quickly apparent to the player that you have 
have a lot more options than maybe other characters do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost endless. There's like 15 builds. Anyway. And yet all of them do the same thing, in a way. Well, you, yeah, you just kind of push and group, usually. But it's up to you how you want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And who you're playing with. Right? And yeah, because there's... this way it gets you a lot more isolation. And this is also a promo pack spirit, so maybe yeah. it's like, I'm not getting better. I still misunderstand them, and they're harder to play. Harder to like, get my hands on. Get access to. Get access to. So Yet they made it to third place. True. So there are some people who would vote and be like, I probably would vote them, but yeah. I don't have them, so I can't talk about them. Yeah, that's true. I can't speak to that experience because I haven't had that experience. I mean, it is a very high complexity spirit. Mm. So for it to be misunderstood, yeah, it makes yeah. complete sense. Moving on up to second place, our silver medalist at 1% higher than Finder, who is at 23. Our silver medalist at 24 is, no surprise, Shroud of Silent Mist. Another game changer, <laughs> game warping. Now it is my time to yeah. be <laughs> If I had to think on what it is, maybe the positional minigame. I don't think positional minigames as a concept is too hard hard for many people. I just don't think it's as fun for many people. I think the big thing is, hey, you have terrible energy gain, and I now have to keep people alive. Yeah, that might be the what big the one. What the heck? Yeah. I gotta keep people alive? Screw that! I want them dead! <laughs> it's kind of like Bringer. It's just like, yeah, like you said, screw that, I want them dead. So it's yeah. kind of like that same emotion it sounds like. Yeah. It's like, I'm not getting rid of people fast enough. Yeah. And yeah, trying to use their mobility to the best that you can while being so limited with energy. That can lead to a lot of analysis paralysis or just like staring. I think so, yeah. That's where I was going to go with that, which is, hey, I'm not incentivized to kill people. Okay, I can get on board with this, but then I don't have this crazy good energy suite, which is like, eh, it's not really encouraging, and I don't even get fire cards. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can get fire cards. Cool, but when you have no energy like I have right now, I'm not going to want to chase down fire cards. you want something that benefits at you. I mean, unless you get numinous crisis and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. And that has happened to us. <laughs> to those who don't know, numinous crisis is an event card that makes you filthy rich. <laughs> <laughs> you blight. <laughs> <laughs> just to save time, that's just the base essence of what I'm referring to. It's just a card that makes you filthy rich. So look at our number one. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Everyone at home <laughs> knows what number one is. What's interesting is the percentage jump. Our Vengeance biggest. was at 17, Bringer at 18, Finder 23, Mist at 24, and Fractured Day hey. at 38%. Huge jump. Over a third Boom. of the votes. This is a clear <laughs> winner in the votes here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone even has to start a conversation on how and why Fractured Days is confusing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Laura talked about it. You know it, dear listener. Dahan Insurrection. Oh, who was the best spirit for it? It's Thunderspeaker. Do we even really need to talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) But we will. Time is a resource no one else has. It's weird that you have a resource that you can stockpile, but no No one one can ever give it to you. There are cards that give energy. There are cards that give card play. Sure. Nothing. Nobody can help you with time. No one gives time. That's on you. If you don't have enough, that's on you. You got to put it back. Uh, hmm. 
That's a mini game. Which yeah. track do I put it back on? Because um, well, I want car place. Well, wait, I, I need place. energy. So may I do this growth? And, uh, and it's then, cool that your growth yeah. options give you elements to trigger certain nades. But what if an event goes and, hey, now you need to do this? Well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> that would be better if I did that growth option. But and, I didn't know that then. And then you have your own personal <laughs> decks. You have your own personal <laughs> decks. You have these really situational cards. Weird uniques. Some of whom. Great uniques. Fine. Honestly, might not ever get used. But yeah. Some are like, oh my goodness, yes, all the time. Please use them. But I don't want to do it when invaders are there. So I got to clear them. But nothing I do actually does something on the board. Time to go looking for cards. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it can be very hard to try to find a direction with Fractured when you don't quite understand how Fractured works. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, as with all spirits, once you know what they can do, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And okay, I can do that. I think if you're really struggling with Fractured, try and lean into the support. Mm-hmm. Usually that's a good thing. Lean into the slip mm-hmm. or the left innates and try and do that. Make people fast. Mm-hmm. Give them extra card plays. But Fractured Days is literally the most complex character in the game. Yeah, very complex. There are three very highs in the game and Fractured is literally the most complex. Yeah. Yes, the designation for Starlight Finder and Fractured is all very high, but when you look at the bars... Fractured's is actually the highest. Now, I know that those bars aren't necessarily perfectly indicative comparatively among all peeps, but it's just a fun fact. Let me have my fun facts. <laughs> and I've already said the case that Starlight isn't that complex. Anyway. <laughs> I do agree with your notion that Starlight is much easier when the game goes on. Yeah. And they are not nearly as tough. It's that early game into mid game where you're thinking a lot. Huh. Yeah. But then once you've picked a direction, like, okay. But they don't have, like, algebra on their cards. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or math problems type of thing. Right, and that's another thing. Formulaically, you look at the cards of Fracture, and it's like, no other spirit's cards read like this. No. So, to talk about the thing that I didn't want to say as Bringer, to give away potential hints of who else was on the list, Bringer's been out since 2017. Look at this top five. Fractured. Mist. Finder. Bringer, Vengeance. Hmm. Besides one of them, hmm. each one of them was either a Jagged Earth or a promo pack person. So all brand new spirits, basically. All brand new spirits. Yeah. So Bringer has been around for a while. That's why they Now, of course, the if one. I told you at the time, Bringer has been on here the longest. That would kind of imply that everyone who was after Bringer was new. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to say that then. No, I see. But, yeah. Fractured, new. Mist, new. Finder, new. And unfortunately to many people, inaccessible. Feathered Flame, yeah. <laughs> Bringer, though, everyone has. Yeah. If you have Spirit Island, you have Bringer. Vengeance also likewise is new. Yep. So, yes, I do agree with that notion of yours. Like, interesting. We're still here talking about Bringer. Because, you know, Fractured, Miss, Finder, and Vengeance, we're still getting our feet wet. We're still finding fun builds or maneuvers or pairings. Like, there's still things to discover with these four spirits. Mm -hmm. But Bringer, I feel like, should we know better by now? You know, it's actually quite difficult. We've actually had conversations about this. When we talk about certain spirits and the order in which we do certain topics is very heavily influenced on what you all have, meaning what the community at large has access to. Now, of course, since we kickstarted Jagged Earth, we got all of that stuff before there was like a shipping crisis in the last few years, you know, with COVID and just the whole crap that came with that and how it like ruined the postal service and how shipping has just been terrible. But point being, not everyone has the stuff that we have. You and I have normalized this stuff, but we've actually taken great lengths to purposefully do certain topics. And of course, we still want to talk about the new stuff because it's of course. Fun. But if you look at the scenarios, what scenarios have we done? They're all base game base ones. Base game ones. 
Spoiler alert, the next ones are all gonna be from the base game. <laughs> if you wanna get ahead and get homework done, Guard the Isle's Heart is next. We're so... going alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> and well, there you go, you figured it out. <laughs> but point being, we have purposefully tried to keep in mind the availability of certain characters to others. Mm-hmm. And so, it makes sense when certain data on certain surveys looks a certain way. But, since Bringer has been around forever, whether you have the game digitally, you have them. You have the spirit. Or you have just the base game. You have You the have this spirit. Our point is, Bringer has been around to everyone for the whole time. Yep. So, I'm not surprised to see Bringer up here. I guess I'm not surprised to see new peeps up here as well. But of all of them, Bringer's been around for five years. Yeah, stands <laughs> out a little bit to me. But to be fair, if you were to ask me who's the hardest in the base game or the base game era, yeah. I would say Serpent Ocean and Bringer. Bringer. Is I, who I would say off the top of my head. They are still the one spirit that can't kill anyone. Yeah. Seriously. Other than, like, defensive Dahan. Dahan insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, they are, like you said, Seriously. one out of 35 that mm. can't kill. One thing that was funny in this survey that we did, sure, the vast majority of the entire roster got some votes. And since we had so many voters, it is the case that Almost everybody got some votes. A smattering, a few, a handful. But there were three who didn't get any. That's surprising. That is correct. With hundreds of votes, right? there were, in fact, characters who had zero. Nobody, apparently, according to you all, has any trouble whatsoever with these peeps. Now, I think there are some additional... <laughs> Facts to consider here. That is fair. But none of these three spirits are misunderstood, apparently. 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 These three spirits didn't get a single vote. Who are they? Pandemonium Lightning. Okay. Travel River. Another aspect, okay. Lure the Deep Wilderness. Ha! Huh. <laughs> Ironically, they are characters that have to be purchased, whether in expansion or from a promo pack. True. Because I can't remember what... I don't know which aspects, aspects sh- were shipped doing. with what. <laughs> I, you're I'm right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know that some aspects were in promo pack too. <clears throat> Feather and Fame, sorry. Or Jagged Earth. But in it, our case, we got them all at the same time. Right. So I'm so sorry. I can't remember where the divide and is. And it was opened up in a blur. <laughs> I know. You can forgive us. Hey, editing right. <laughs> Stop making them do so much work. <laughs> Which one was it? <laughs> Within Promo Pack 2 came immense travel, amorphous, foreboding, and might. So, you know, just the best ones. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, Pandemonium Lightning, Travel River, Lure. These are characters that not everyone has access to. But interesting that not a single well, a lot of people like Lure. Speaking of our fun five, they were like the top voted. Sure. So people like Lure and get Lure, I guess. I suppose, but I mean, I do see people asking how to play Lure true. better That's all true. the time. They do have a weird growth options, like do this and this, and you have these mm-hmm. options. So that can get tricky, and it's like... I guess. Perhaps people weren't thinking of Lure as their number one. Maybe there'd be like maybe someone's seven or eight. Me a little more Like my seventh line. or eighth yeah. misunderstood spirit, but not my first, second, or third. So when they would go to vote on this post, they maybe put their first, second, or third sure. spirit. But not their fifth yeah. or tenth Later or something. On. So it could be that. Travel River, honestly, I think a lot of people admire River's aspects from afar and just love doing standard River anyway. Yeah, and Travel River's <laughs> just better River. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people get River. Now, Pandemonium Lightning, I think, is actually kind of interesting because okay. they are arguably one of the most different takes on that character. Yeah. Come because that spirit can no longer do thundering destruction. Well, they, That is huge! We've changed this offensive spirit into a defensive spirit. Huh. Huh. That's like literally night and day. And it has gone from 
from one of the most aggressive balls-to-the-wall attacker. And just like you said, they've now been converted into a defender that actually can use Harbingers of Lightning <laughs> to great effect. Because now Dahan gets shoved into a land that has striped invaders. So when the invaders do no damage, the Dahan actually fight back. I always <laughs> used to feel bad saying Dahan to their death, basically. I, <laughs> Hopefully I a fear you card mean. helps you out, buddy. And I still did it all the time. <laughs> Sorry. I need both of you to go there. I need the fear. Do you know how much I value fear? <laughs> I'm only a few fear away. It was a necessary evil. <laughs> but now I get to keep him alive. Yeah, so. all the better. <laughs> It seems so mean, but it's yeah, it's just yeah, true. Yeah. Like, it's so terrible that we did it, but we still did it. Sometimes if your card helped out, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, yeah. defend per Was Dahan. Earth conveniently here? Yeah. Sweet, nice. Hardly ever, but it's like when the Dahan go in there. Oh, hey, things worked out. You survived. Wait, you weren't going to send us to our death, were you? Oh, uh, no. no. What? So good to see you, buddy. No. Oh, that. Never doubted it for a second. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hey, look, there's an event happening. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway. <a> numerous <laughs> Anyway, pandemonium style is completely different from baselining style. Interesting to see that not a single vote. Yeah. Oh, and then green for the longest time had no votes. Everyone got them. But then the very end, they got one vote. Did someone so, troll? Someone <laughs> trolled. I'm just kidding. Hey, I mean, when you think about it, we want to keep presence, right? That's true. So green yeah. is blowing up their presence. Yeah. Wait, what? To a new, 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 new player that can be, like, really strange. Right. Like, don't we lose if we, like, kill our presence? Oh, yeah. It's lost oh, tradition. Sure. Yeah, man. So I can see how that can be a thing. But then, you know, five minutes in, you're like, oh. Oh, never mind. We're oh, fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can bring oh, back. Fine. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Cool. So, and they got one vote. Yeah. So Fractured got... A lot of votes. <laughs> much, much, much more. <laughs> and Green has had the benefit of not only being good and amazing and not a problem, but having this awesome reputation for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, those that were is the, the data. stats. Yeah. yeah. Those are the data. Well, shall we? <laughs> dive, dive, dive. Right, let me go grab my Snapple here and crack my knuckles. Yeah, this is going to be. Uh, here we go. <laughs> like Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> While you're drinking, I'll mm-hmm. read the first one. It comes from Tree on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Perhaps an unpopular opinion among Spirit Island players, but I just don't click with Thunderspeaker, Many Minds, or Mist. Mm. While my wife can play them to near perfection, I don't <laughs> grasp very well the spatial awareness puzzle that they bring into the game. Okay. To a lesser extent, River trips me up too for the same reason. Hmm. I know it's a critical part of the game, but having pieces moved into just the right land at just the right time is not my biggest strength. I can see that. I'm decent enough at getting around difficulty five, but I can really only win at the higher level games when I'm playing with a spirit that doesn't depend on moving tons of presence or to hunt. I prefer earth-inspired spirits like stone, green, volcano, or earth. With them, I can place a piece where it's needed and forget about it. Mm. Oddly enough, I've been very successful with Finder <laughs> moving and moving the invaders. I think it's because the choice That's of where funny. to move the invaders is pretty obvious. Sure. That's just, I 100% agree. I just think it's funny. Just after all of that, oh, but Finder works. Yeah, that, so <laughs> I don't want to speak for Tree on Wheels, but it seems like a big hang-up is knowing where and when to move presence. Sure. Seems like a big one because those spirits listed missed many minds. Thunderspeaker. Well, those are about, presence movers. Sure, but think about many minds, mist, and Thunderspeaker's reasons, and one very important.
important thing. Thunderspeaker, okay. you can't make Dahan. If you mm-hmm. flub it, you can't get him back unless you get lucky, lucky with events somehow. or yeah. you get a good card pull. Yeah. Many mines. Yes, you can add beasts, but if you don't manage them well, rushes there or events make your beasts go awry. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, I think it's really tricky to be like, okay, where's my presence? Where's my sacred sites? Where's my beast? Yeah. Making all that work. And then moving him around. Oh, and you have no offense. Yeah. Zero. And then missed. Okay, I can move around, which is easy. I'm just not very strong. <laughs> as far as like high damage attack. Look at this as four that, damage yeah. attack. Look at this five damage attack. Three damage. Attack. It's just one damage. I think that is my struggle with Thunderspeaker of just like knowing where presence to be and where well, to do that damage. In. Yeah. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Because if they die, you die and mm-hmm. you can't get them back. Oh, great. The finder thing really sticks out to me though. Because they move presence all the time. They move other people's sure. presence. They move their own presence. They control everything. I think it's probably one of those one things where they are just so much more saturated with control. Okay. When you look at all the other ones, Many Minds, Mist, Underspeaker, you got to make it count for each of those things. You do. I have one or two cards that do this thing. Finder, all every one of my cards does it. Every power. <laughs> so I can play this card and move them. Then I can move them in another ratio, but I can still move them. And then my innate moves them. And then my innate yeah, moves them. Yeah, it keeps going So like, on. they're not as covered. Thunderspeaker, many minds are missed. Not as covered as Finder in the consistency of what they do, perhaps. It's, it's almost like you're laser focused on one thing, so it's easier to focus on that one thing sure. being control. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. And like you said, I'm not going to speak for Tree on Wheels. It could be that. It could I don't be. know. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. So... Thanks for the comment. Port of Rico comes in and says, Probably not as uncommon as you might think, but my wife and I are your opposite. (laughs) My favorite spirits are those that move presence, and my wife flat out refuses to play many minds. (laughs) (laughs) She's happy to play Mist and begrudgingly does okay at Thunderspeaker. Now, in truth, they were talking to Tree on Wheels here, but it's just interesting how some spirits and some characters, in this case, husband and wife, flip. completely flip. Yeah. I'm also seeing that it, maybe it's more common, because I thought I was a rare person for not understanding Thunderspeaker mm-hmm. or these spatial movers. And now it's like, oh, it's kind of cool to hear other people's hangups as well. Thinking about wives and opposites... Looking at the sentence, she's happy to play Mist and begrudgingly does okay at Thunderspeaker. That is Laura's complete flipped, <laughs> flipped yeah. version. She is like, Mist, Thunderspeaker? Yeah. Literally, she could play no other spirit for the rest of her entire life. She'd be fine. And still be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why she initially liked Mines and still is okay with Mines because mm-hmm. it kind of has that memory of Thunderspeaker moving with these beasts. I'm surprised. Mm. I think she needs to play Fangs a little bit more. Laura? Yeah. Because mm. I think there's that offense that she's missing. You from know, mines. I think Laura had because she loves a moving around with things. Start with them. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. And now that there's more spirits, she just has moved on to other people while she wasn't at the time committed to learning them. Yeah. But now I think she actually wouldn't mind them because she's just gotten better and more experienced with the game. Definitely. I think she could. It's just there's a lot of other like tantalizing said, options. Yeah, there's so many she options. She loves Thunderspeaker. She loves Stone. Yep. So Comfort picks. I would, Port of Rico, encourage your wife to try many minds. They really are either like among the top of A tier or yeah. even flirting with S tier. They're very strong. Their spirit. fear gain is just absolutely ridiculous. Good it skips. can be confusing. I'm not going to deny that. 
it can be pretty front loaded. It's like oh. good guy Sweden, you know, front yeah. loaded in the fast phase. I have one slow power. That is it. Yeah. So it all needs to happen right now. <laughs> but you can prevent stuff. And like I said, once you see those fear gains, you're like, oh man. And defense is good so defense, easy. Oh, good it's skipping. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It- I would just encourage her to try it out. That is all. Yeah. Next comment comes from Cash69I. Nice. I don't get missed. Maybe I will later, but now, no. <laughs> I like that. The reason is simple. They introduce a new mechanic, not healing. Oh, so good. And, and it changes everything. It, no, it does. Everything. It does. It's not just like Ocean adding a new space where they swallow pieces. That's easy to keep in mind. Push and pull get far better, mm. easy to grasp. But no healing is just messing up everything. That's really messing up cash there. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I wouldn't mind more clarification on what about that is so confusing. If I were to guess, you know, formulaically, nothing does that besides mist and maybe the occasional fear or event card. I liked their sense of it changes everything. That that is cannot a be one hundred percent true. Yeah, one hundred percent true. It changes everything, and the only and spirit it is to do that arguably the strongest thing about mist. Mm. No, they don't do heavy hitting damage. Their greatest major is a passive ability because how much quote unquote damage do you do over time by not letting someone heal? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it does change everything. I'm wondering if it's just because like usually when people do damage to bad guys, oh, if I know that they're not going to be damaged again this turn, I'm not even going to knock the piece over. I'm going to set the piece back up. 100% Ryan. Dahan. Oh, this Dahan got damaged, but... Why flip it? It's at the end of the turn. They're going to heal anyway. The only thing that matters is that they didn't die. You don't know how many times I've done that with green, with vengeance, with these slow damaging powers. Like, oh, I can only do one. There's one explorer and one Dahan in a land. Yeah, Dahan technically takes one damage. I should flip him upside down, and the Dahan kills him. But what I'm going to do, I'm just going to reach towards that space and take the Explore piece off the board, Hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to touch the Dahan piece. I'm just going to remove the Explore. Because nothing happens, and they heal. So cool. But now Mist is forcing you to not heal those dudes. They were forcing you to flip those Dahan on their heads, to knock over the buildings on their side. I'm just spitballing here once again. I'm just trying to think. I like what you're saying. I think we should try and look at... At it's, I'll say this. It's very easy to negatively look at this power. They want to leave things alive. You're taught to destroy buildings. Yeah. They are a source of invaders. They blight. An explorer can't do blight unless it's Russian. Right. But buildings do blights and they spawn invaders. Well, I also don't think it's something that is commonly easy to see how you can make use of this right. in all of its ways. Right. In some of its ways, sure. But usually nobody's gameplay style. And I mean nobody's gameplay style is one of, oh, I'll get to them later. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll start some progress on this bad guy, and then I'll pick it up later. No, it's usually fix this problem right now. Either I blight or I didn't. Whether I did or didn't, cool, onto another land, Mm -hmm. usually, or something like that. I don't know. Once again, I'm trying to hypothesize how... I want to give one example. Okay. Because I really want to talk up Mist. Because I've seen... Oh, no, I... No, I know. So... But putting someone on the shelf is no other spirit's gameplay style. Oh, yeah. Nobody else puts people on a shelf and gets back to them later. Here's an example. 
So generally lightning can destroy a city by turn three. Turn one, a lot of people don't play cards with lightning. Turn two, they don't have enough energy to play enough cards to do thundering destruction at the city destroying level. Turn three, they usually can. They have the energy, they have the card plays, Mm -hmm. they can do it. They are able to play four cards to get the four fire and three air to destroy a city. So cool. By turn three, you can destroy your first city with lightning and you get two fear. By turn three with mist, you could have gotten fear turn one, turn two, and turn three. And then when you killed them, you got two fear. And you got by two fear. So, so you could have five fear. You could have five fear instead of just two fear. Hmm. So yes, lightning sounds better because you can destroy a city just like that. But what if mist can do it over time? It's true. Also, if it was maybe a video game that showed you conveniently, oh, this town is now dead, but this town gave you six fear. Whoa! Yeah. Their effect is spread out throughout the game. Instead of just one fear. Not just one fear when the town died. So, kind of like what we said with our Sweden game, you look at Mist's fear gain, like, oh, the fear farm. Okay, there's three lands here. Okay, three fear. Cool. Cool. Yeah, sweet. I mean, that was 82 fear that they got. Whoa! 82 fear from Mist? Yeah. I would think we would see that from Shadows, or Volcano, who was doing crazy big things, or mm-hmm. Bringer, who got Briny D, yeah, for something. example, just pick a high damage major. But no, like, no, that was Mist, just consistently, bink, bink, Every bink, single bink, turn. Bink, 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 and it trickles constantly in. doing that. I think a lot of Mist's kit isn't as easily seen like the strengths of it the bonuses the benefits the yields the good things the good things of mist aren't as easy to see as wow look i just blew up this town or city with thundering destruction on turn three my starting city is gone yay (laughs) how about you uh my board has a lot of people but i'm getting one energy oh good for you man good cool dude whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yet, what you don't see, what you already forgot, is that that Miss player already got you eight fear. Yeah. By now. By doing nothing. <laughs> While you were doing nothing turn one, because you're lightning playing no cards or whatever, yeah, Miss is earning you fear. Is this why you started recording fear stats? Or was that more of a curiosity? So that was a curiosity that crashed and burned. <laughs> no, no, I mean... Because not... when we had our fear like recording game, everyone just got ultra competitive. No, and... no, I don't mean that. I mean, in recent days, there's no finger pointing, no competition here. You've just literally been starting to track how much fear people have been getting I... for the purpose of showing everyone, look how valuable this character was, even though they didn't kill anyone, because look how much fear they got. Yeah, because it can't get negligible with fear. But yeah, you're... You're right. I've tried to either do it in solo games or like in our games. It just really focused on who's generating. Like with our game with Finder and Mist, it was very mm-hmm. easy to tell when Finder was doing fear because Finder has no cards that do fear. Right. So, so that ga- one time where you got like 20 fear, it yeah, was dope. It was dope, but I, I never earned fear again. <laughs> so I think when fear is generated is a good thing too. Oh, yeah. If you can get out of terror level one quicker, quick, that's huge. Mm. So yes, a Thunder Speaker or a Keeper, mm. their cards don't generate a lot of fear. They're innate, but when when they finally get that major it can just spam because they're keeper mm. great but by that time it's mid game mm. but what about the shadows or the mist that have been earning four fear every turn since yeah. turn one yep so i think that is what doesn't get noticed is like the early fear early and consistent throughout mm. the entire game yeah keeper can go big volcano can go big shifting memory can find the right card and go crazy and generate mm. fear but i like the steady eddies that you Same. talk about with mist Same. or with fangs every single yeah. turn Those are cool. 
Wow. Well, was this just from <laughs> one comment? <laughs> that was a whole tangent, Ryan. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, speaking of fangs, do we want to talk about their special, special rule? rule? They have one? <laughs> Ding. Can you tell we like fear, listeners? We, we could go on about fear. In truth, one of the reasons why we are so supportive for fear suffrage is just because so many things in this game and pretty much every aspect of what spirits do are valuable. It's just so many players look to the offense and control yeah. and defense and then support and fear just kind of be like, oh, I, I mean, if it happens, mm, it's cool fine. Things, I guess. We just like to support and bring attention to the things that are valuable when we sometimes think that other people don't value them as much. I agree. That is all. Next comment. Hey, it's TDA. TDA. Who comes in and says, I've logged hundreds of plays of Spirit Island. I've beaten every adversary at level six multiple times nice. and played every spirit at least 20 times each. Ooh. And yet, I just can't get my head around vital strength of the earth. Now, this is quite embarrassing. <laughs> I can do the spatial puzzle of many minds or Thunderspeaker, the forward planning of fractured days or shifting memory, the absolute nonsense of Finder, Yet, every time I play as this stupid, low-complexity starter <laughs> spirit, I find myself doing nothing but stalling the invaders, mm. not generating enough fear, and not doing anything like enough destruction. I have lost more games as Earth than as any other spirit. You know, the data actually would agree with you. For as much as the joke goes that Base Shadows is the one that people mock or have yeah. mocked in early Spirit Island metas... It's base Earth that has gotten the most votes for the most <laughs> defeats and yeah. the most losses. Even yet, as they are someone who people usually go to first. Defense first. Yeah. Cool. A it's lot a of people have good experiences with them at base game levels. You're always placing presence, mm -hmm. good reclaim loop. Yeah, there's fun things about Earth. I think part of it would probably be that vital strength doesn't scale in the same way. Mm. As far as high level play, because when you look at what TDA said, I find myself doing nothing but stalling the invaders. Well, when you look at Earth's kit, what is their best thing in high level play? It's not their defense. Maybe some of their blight removal because blight removal is yeah, good. But sometimes, most of the time in high level play, you don't have time to really just clean up. You just got to survive and deal some hits. Yeah. And what do they not do so well is deal hits. I mean, you got the you got rituals. You got rituals of destruction. Yay! But that's not you, and that can be hard to set up. So stalling, now that's good, legitimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stalling We were just great. talking about how many minds with their skips mm -hmm. is really good. Being able to stall or just skip actions. You know, much like Ted said before, I think if their unique power cards were just a little cheaper, that would make them a lot more viable. That's interesting. Well, think about it. If it's just a little bit cheaper, then that means Gift of Strength would trigger a lot earlier because Gift of Strength, it does the same thing. You can repeat cards. Cool. Yeah. But what cards do you repeat? Oh, it's cards that are of a certain energy cost. Oh, so you can do one that's zero. Oh, you can do one that's three or six. Yeah. So if they were cheaper, you're saving more money on these good cards. Yeah. Like what if Year of Perfect Stillness was two? For instance, that's just one energy. And since you're stalling a lot, that's just one more energy that you use three times. It's three energy. There's a lot of good cards that are three energy that you can use. I think as you... far as that goes, I don't know. It's just the question really of vital strength at high level play. And I think TDA does a lot of high level plays. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it can be done. I like we were saying, maybe when you're playing as Earth, I'm not going to give like huge advice because I'm not the biggest Earth player. But like you're saying, because those cards are expensive, maybe it encourages you to check the major deck because you sure. can find some three energy majors oof, mm-hmm. that are really good yeah. type of thing, like a Power Storm, Pent Up Calamity, Vigor, Breaking Dawn. There's some good three energy yeah. majors that can do work and carry the win. 100% agree. So maybe it's like it's easier to forget yeah. a starter power if it's, like you said, expensive. I've also thought of this. I was coming from the angle of someone who plays Might Earth a lot. Ugh. And what about Might Earth is better than, oh, for me anyway, yeah. more enjoyable or more successful at high level play than base Earth? Well, the additional card play is kind of <laughs> huge. <laughs> but it's also getting seven damage from your starting hand as mm-hmm. opposed to like three or five or something like that. You know, like, so that's Might Earth really handy. We both know <laughs> Might Earth can take on high level adversaries. It took on England 6, Six. which is yep. arguably the hardest adversary in the game. Yeah. I mean, you say the word arguably, but everyone... It is. ...like says, okay, yeah, it's England. It's England. <laughs> so we know, we both know, Earth mm-hmm. can hang. Earth can do high level. Right, with the might aspect. With might, it really sure. is helpful. Yeah, I think it's a good conversation to have. I wouldn't mind... Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this so much just because we got more comments to get We got through. a lot just, more comments, I know. because they said, like, oh, if there ever was a second edition, maybe we would tweak some peeps. Yeah. Like the stats on peeps. Like shadows. <laughs> it's just fun to kind of think about what tweaks would happen to base earth that we could implement we as a player base you know like what small thing could happen maybe one more card play on their track maybe a reclaim one just there maybe just one number change here and like even now it's kind of fun to think about okay well what if your perfect stillness was two energy what i think that would change they had a reclaim one yeah just these things i think that could really help but yeah base earth's biggest struggle was always the lack of damage reliably from their starting hand as well as expensive cards and your best viable option at a high level play was stalling. Yeah, I'd just say go for majors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You can afford it. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Resilience Earth, you're like, oh, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Next comment comes from an angry beaver. Hey. They kind of... They <laughs> Sorry, restate your... I've been playing Root too much. That is the tinker. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't played a lot of Root. Sorry. They restate your questions. Who is the spirit or those spirits that are difficult for you to understand? Angry Beaver says, Finder of Paths Unseen and Downpour Drenches the World. Promo Pack 2. Yeah. <laughs> they just skipped over that promo I wonder back. if they hate Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate that whole promo back. <laughs> Next question, the answer. What happens when you play a spirit you don't click with? I've tried every spirit at least once. When it doesn't click, I've read up a strategy posted on BGG. Nice. Especially openings such as this one. They provide a link. Go and check out the actual page on yes. the Reddit. I'll get into that statement you just made later. But okay. Yes. And they go on. And when it still doesn't click, I stop playing them except in easy games like a teaching game when I'm teaching newbies. Honestly, that is something that I don't think is abnormal. I think that is entirely fair. It's something I do. That's something I actually encourage. That's one of the reasons why I like to do shifting memory mm-hmm. in beginner games. Yeah. Someone who I don't understand as much maybe yeah, as someone else. Experience, sure. Or in my case, any spirit that uses a lot more randomness, mm-hmm. I'll do in lower player count games because I'm not... engaged. Right. I'm not much of a gambler. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a steady Eddie like you talked about. Yeah. So I 100% play characters on lower difficulties that I don't frequent as much mm-hmm. as I do in higher I think that's smart and it keeps you engaged or into yeah. the game because this is well, something yeah, you're not going used up to. against a strong adversary you yeah. want your best foot forward yeah i want to know who i'm playing as so yeah i very much resonate with that the last question the answer what happens when things go wrong what do you do 
They say, not sure exactly. I think I'll, if I think of something, I'll update this later. Well, <laughs> Beaver never came back. <laughs> well, if they do, no matter where we are, we'll check and yeah. we'll put it in. We'll, we'll pop it in. <laughs> Maybe editing Ryan can put it in. <laughs> you stop making them do so much. Poor editing Ryan. Give the man a break. <laughs> Par for the course. <laughs> no That's sleep funny. for you. That's funny. Last question. Why do you think you struggle with them? being spirits finder is easily my worst spirits i do not seem to be able to do enough with it to justify its drawback Mm. i think it's not a spatial issue since i have no issues with thunder speaker or many minds interesting i know as in downpour i just spam double presence growth and that takes a long time before i'm effective with it that is from angry beaver yeah like you said pro impact 2 was just a big skip for them huh i guess I'm thinking about... You have a serious face on. I'm looking at downpour, and I'm thinking about double spamming growth too. Well, that's like the meme, right? Just like spam it. It is. And you're I'm wondering if that's what defend. they're trying to do, or if they're just doing that on accident because they're just in love with growing fast. It's intoxicating. Growth 3 gets you some nice stuff. You have to discard power cards. Mm. I would say just try doing more reps with Growth 3. Maybe it's a gameplay style where realizing when you can go, quote unquote, all out. And maybe they dislike the feeling that, oh, if I go all out, then my next turn is going to be terrible. Mm Mm-hmm thankfully downpour i don't think has this issue because yes you can go all out but because of rain and mud suppressed conflict your left innate is an innate and not a power card if you do go all out and for some reason you don't want to reclaim you still have that crutch to lean on Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel as if in order to help or assist with downpour we would just need more information on how they played them but entertain notions of growth three a lot more often, realizing the fact that it doesn't gas you as much as you might think it does. It's like a character in a video game. If you're only using sprint, then you're going to exhaust your character. Yeah. And then you have to mm-hmm. rest and not sprint. Yeah. So like, you can't always just be right. going 100 miles an hour. And I'm not here to put words in their mouth. I don't know all the details of what's confusing for Angry Beaver with Downpour. But yeah. growth three, it's really good. And maybe they'll comment back. They said they might yeah. re- return to this. So come back to your post. We'll seriously yeah. like read it. Yeah. Let us know. A little more detail. That'd be cool, Angry yeah. Beaver. Moving on to Brouhaha. I'm morally obligated to go <laughs> I forget what episode we talked about that in, but we have an inside joke about that thing. If you don't know what we're talking about, then go listen. Find it. <laughs> I could have editing Ryan like hunt stop, it down. Stop, <laughs> but stop. no, you're, they do you're enough. Gonna make him go mad. <laughs> he does enough. <laughs> But anyway, we're referencing an inside joke there. That's why we're being idiots. <laughs> anyway, it's a mist and vengeance I just totally don't click with. As an aside, those characters were one and the same, so it's actually kind of appropriate oh, yeah. thematically. Everything else I can play competently at the upper echelons of difficulty, but those two I struggle with. For me, that just means I don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of other spirits I can have a great time with, so I don't feel like the impetus is there to play those spirits even after hundreds of plays. This picks up kind of on what I was guessing with Bringer. Mm. There's so many other spirits that are fun and I have a great time with, so why would I want to go back and have a hard time i kind of respect this take like yeah why stress yourself into forcing plays into a spirit that you I just, respect that yeah. a lot i mean laura literally does the same thing as someone who is much more of a casual gamer yeah i'm not really as much of a competitive guy this notion i am like 100 with yeah there are some video games i've played a hundred times i've done a playthrough of kingdom hearts so many <laughs> times and i don't 
focus on magic in any of my builds hardly ever. I like just my try defense it once. and I like my attack builds. <laughs> I can. I have nothing against it. Right. But it's just like, nah, I, I like my defense builds. This is what I like. So I I'm pick the shield it. every yeah. time. <laughs> That's all. Like, yeah. So I 100% resonate with just like, this is what I like. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I respect that feeling. Yeah. No Adrenaline comes in to say, I really enjoy the variety of spirits in this game. So if a spirit isn't clicking for me, it makes me want to play it more. (laughs) It's the exact opposite. The exact opposite. (laughs) How funny. Sometimes when a spirit really doesn't click for me, it's because I'm forgetting, misplaying, or undervaluing an important mechanic. Ooh, that's Mm. a good sentence. I've done that too. It's like, Mm. oh. Yeah, we talked about that too. Yeah, I was just playing this wrong Mm. or I didn't understand what the spirit was all about. Mm. They go on to say... I, I was waiting for you I to talk about it. <laughs> I was I composing myself from laughing. Good I was job. Like, <laughs> That's funny. I stopped right at that. Okay. Was, do you want to read it from the beginning? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when a spirit doesn't click for me, it's because I'm forgetting, misplaying, or undervaluing an important mechanic. Did you know Fangs had a special rule? <laughs> That's because there it is. The, the joke. For season two. For season two. I love it. I saw that and I was waiting for you to read to it, but like in our notes here, it's right on the page break. Yeah. So you probably didn't I had to see scroll. It. <laughs> I had to scroll to the next I was page. Like, I was trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> nice. Or job. undervaluing an important mechanic. Thanks, special. I love how that's a thing. I love how other people are like making fun of that. Well, I mean, it came from a genuine place where people just didn't use it. Straight up. (laughs) I don't want to exchange presents. Anyway, Anyway, Adrenaline goes on to say, I had to play several games with both Mist and Vengeance. Ooh, another Mist and Vengeance comment. Mm -hmm. Before I realized that while I was remembering to keep damage and disease around, I was regularly forgetting to claim my fear from doing so. Oh, no. If you're not claiming the fear with Mist, there's no point. Oh, no. You're just letting the bad guys (laughs) linger on for free. (laughs) Or even Vengeance. Like, if you're not getting fear from that, skipping disease. letting disease disease around. But not getting the fear. Come on. (laughs) You're literally, yeah. That's funny. They continue it. It also took me a while to figure out how to balance destruction and restraint with wildfire. That's fair. That's fair. Actually, wildfire may be the reason that I bombed my first few games with Vengeance. Wildfire taught me not to be too precious about blight. So when I saw Vengeance, I thought, hey, another blight user. Sweet. Let's get messy. Hey. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. But it turns out Vengeance doesn't have the same level of damage control that wildfire does. No. So I lost to blight almost immediately. And they don't have a way to get rid of it. They don't have a way to get rid of it. <laughs> Wildfire's got a great name mm-hmm. for that. Right now, I'm actually struggling with not a specific spirit that I don't understand, but a whole play style. Mm. Oh. I always seem to naturally want to focus on my build around card plays and miners. That's me. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun time. Which is viable, but it limits my experience too much. I'm uncomfortable with forgetting powers and having a small hand size, but I'm forcing myself to try it anyway. Turns out it can... I'm resonating so much with this. You have no idea. <laughs> Turns out it can be really fun to get an early major or two that you can build a strategy around. It's so different from the slow and steady minors plus innates. Maybe eventually a major for the coup de grace style that I have been defaulting to. Update. Oh, they came back and updated hey. this comments. This weekend, I played a two-hander with Lure and Many Minds and went for early majors on both. I kid you not, I pulled up oh. pent-up calamity for Lure and Sea Monsters oh. for Minds. Oh, by the way, this is versus Scotland? Yeah. Major builds are OP. You heard it here first. P.S. I'm still not sure I'll ever minister bringer. <laughs> 
What a game. Wow. I'm so no, happy they I updated. 100% empathize with the trust fall, the leap of faith, I mean. Leap of faith, The leap yeah. of faith of like, please find a new major. <laughs> Thankfully, if you find a major that sucks and you're like, crap, I don't like any of these, but you still kept it, yeah. you'd be like, well, I now have a major that I can burn for another major if you don't want to get rid of it. But Pent Up Calamity, for those who don't know for brevity's sake, Pent Up Calamity is a card that does really good damage, but it only does damage depending on how many tokens you have Correct. in that land. And now, thankfully, it says that you can do damage for a variety of tokens. It's not like you need just one. No. And Lure is a spirit that spams all the tokens except for Strife. So, oh, all these various tokens do damage, and I'm a spirit that spits out all the tokens. Mm-hmm. Sans one, yeah. Pent up calamity is great for lore, and sea monsters oh. literally had to get nerfed because <laughs> mines exist. Yeah, and if it wasn't for being the fact that sea monsters has its fear capped out at eight fear, you could get ridiculous. Like playing touch on top of like, oh yeah, I got like 30, 40 fear with it. <laughs> what? It is a card that gives fear based on how many beasts you have. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Many mines is like all about <laughs> bees sacred sites bees add so, two bees yeah. Yeah. and against scotland not bad <laughs> no that game sounds epic the reason why that's not epic. bad scotland has the most amount of fear cards so mm. getting tons of fear against them is like <laughs> and then sea monsters on the coast attacking them great oh so good you said you resonated with this comment the vengeance comment resonated with me where there's no way to get rid of the blight yeah you just gotta be careful with that dance well yeah like we wildfire said can get rid of it well not only that but wildfire doesn't need it as much I only needed this card to kill bad guys, and now the bad guys are gone. Mm. Sure, they may come back, but I don't want to cascade if I come back, so let me get rid of this. Yeah. Bink. Cool. The whole saga is done. Bad guys were there. I came in. Bad guys gone. Blight's there. Now that the threat has been eliminated, let me clear this, and we walk away. Vengeance is just like, okay, cool. Now that I have my Blight, I don't want any more Blight elsewhere too much to a degree. I would rather bring bad guys to me mm-hmm. than going out there. It's an even more delicate dance yeah. than Wildfire. You need it more, but you can't get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> and, like- and even if you can, you don't want to so yeah no adrenaline we both yeah. feel you on that comment 100 i think theme is also hurting me from going for majors because doing innates and minors especially innates yeah and minors get you innates because more minors means more cards more cards means more elements more elements means better innates and mm-hmm. innates make me feel like i'm doing the character quote-unquote right and when you're playing fangs with two reclaim ones on the oh, bottom goodness, track yeah. and you're yes. spamming all these cool minors and triggering raging hunt triggering mm-hmm. i don't know the right one and never get that one triggered <laughs> and the right innate <laughs> frenzy to frenzy to soul i see why you like the miners build for mm-hmm. sure Kelredu comes in and says, I struggled with a shifting memory of ages at the beginning, but it's one of my favorite spirits now. Wow. It took a while to understand what constitutes an action for the second innate and how to use the element markers efficiently. Luckily, it's still fun to play, even if you don't understand that part of the spirit. Yeah, I remember we talked about that too. We now have to know, even if we all read the rulebook for Jagged Earth, yeah. when you play the spirit, we really got to know what an action is. What is an action? And I, how that works. This is one of the most struggled with earlier players or newer players with this innate. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. at least like them keeping track mm-hmm. of a specific land kind of trips people sure. up. So I'll oversimplify here, but to the new players, did something happen? That was an action. Get an element. <laughs> for that right i did mean someone move yep did someone die yep. yep did a token get spawned 
Yep. Did an explore happen? Yep. Yeah. If something happened, <laughs> you get a thing. You get an element. <laughs> Once you tag it with that name. I like these stories, though, because, I, I mean, I talked about this, how I struggled with shadows and kind of mm. dog them. And now I really sure. like shadows and I play them all the time. Totally. I mean, like, shifting Me with memory. Trickster. Yeah, Trickster. Yeah, you're just, like, playing them a lot more, finding enjoyment mm. with them. So hearing these stories of, like, I struggled, but now I love them is really cool. Love it. Next comment comes from Vortling. Ooh. I'm answering in two parts because the spirits I had trouble understanding and the spirits I don't click with are two separate groups. Oh. Hmm. Okay. The spirits I had trouble understanding are Fractured and Trickster. It took me more plays with them than others to comprehend how they were supposed to work out. Okay. The spirits I don't click with are Bodan, Mist, and Vengeance. I understand them just fine, but they're basically completely the opposite mm. way I play the game. I usually just don't play them. That's fair. So those are the two minds that where it's like either you struggle and then like them eventually or you don't like them and you just move on to something else. Mm. I like both sides. Mm. I respect both sides. I think what's interesting is what they brought out of like understanding and clicking and how mm. that's different because yeah, like they cannot understand fractured at first because that's just really weird. Like you're saying, it's a big question mark. You said at the beginning of the episode, yeah, but after enough reps, yeah, you can understand it. But if something doesn't click, it's like, well, why would I want to play something that just don't? like yeah type of thing mm. so i understand that at least for me as i'm reading these comments that's becoming more apparent with people saying either they don't understand something it's really confusing or it just doesn't click with who they are or how they play the game mm. this next comment honestly could be a rabbit hole for you and me john because both of us could probably speak and i'm not kidding an hour about this oh boy and in another world i might because <laughs> i want to okay <laughs> Drood, please, comes and says, Mist hasn't clicked for me. I've listened to the podcast and heard the Matrix Dodge sentiments, but for me, it just doesn't click. Maybe more detail about the timings or something would help. Similarly, I struggle with Grinning Trickster. I just don't see what I'm supposed to be doing. Hmm. We could go on about this. I'm not kidding. We could. <laughs> and in Spirit Analysis, I think we'll really get to more of this. In the meantime, Ray has an amazing guide for Mist. If you like, I can link that in the description. If you want to look that up or just go to BGG, go to the Spirit Island forums and just type Advanced mm -hmm. Mist Guide and you will find it very quick. What is cool about these threads or posts that we have is when people comment and help out and give strategies and oh, tips. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. I said I'd talk about it later. Oh, might yeah. as well know. Might as well talk about it now. We're talking about the feedback to you right now on our poll that's salient to the conversation. There are a lot of conversations that happen in our polls, not regarding necessarily the topic, but rather people's thoughts on interesting, blah, 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 blah. And they'll follow up with someone on a tip, advice, maybe the history of something. People are talking all the time. Oh, there's... Besides just the topic at hand. There are dozens of comments we left out just because they were trying to help out the player type giving of Giving advice and they stuff. They were giving advice. It wasn't really pertinent to mm -hmm. what we're talking about now. But sure. that's awesome. It's that, great. That people are helping out in that way. It's another reason why I highly encourage that y'all, even after... After these mm. episodes yes. have been recorded and aired to go check out the things because there are more on those surveys than we report here on the air. Oh, there's great advice being thrown around. There's guides. There's like playthroughs like, oh, here's Earth tackling this adversary if yeah. you're struggling TDA. There's so many cool things that we're not reading from, but that are there. So like Ryan said, go and check them out because Drood, I believe, got some good advice from other listeners, other commentators, and they just really gave some good tips sure. and strategies. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to at least maybe you and I give one thing okay. for Mist and Tricks accordingly. Not that Drood please needs it, but maybe there's someone who resonates with that. And maybe we just give him like a helpful trick or something. So I'm going to talk about the Matrix Dodge. You can Matrix Dodge in two ways. You can Matrix Dodge in flowing and silent form start by. Mm-hmm. 
and you can do it with just a fast power. A lot of the times, I think, Mist, you just got to realize that one or two Blight will go through. Not that it actually will, but just your life gets so much less stressful once you understand that it probably will happen. Mm -hmm. So eh, just get out of the way. And it's okay if Blight shows up. I mean, like I said, I could talk for an hour. I want to clarify this. I want to whatever, but we have so many other things. I would say for Trickster, try to go down the bottom track because then you are triggering those innates and you are able to play those cards and you're at least able to see more of what's happening. You can definitely go top track. Trickster Mm -hmm. can support majors and you got good elements up top, but any spirit can go major basically yeah. and just kind of become a different spirit mm-hmm. but if you are unlocking that Dahan movement ability on the track and setting up those defense sites where Dahan yeah. can then counterattack because you're pushing them from your lands every single turn we talked about the Dahan insurrection episode if you're using that track bonus but also triggering your innates and then gaining energy from those cards because mm-hmm. you're keeping them and then you don't have to reclaim as much so which is keeping energy because you have to spend energy we to have reclaim. to spend energy to reclaim so mm-hmm. I would say yeah maybe try to get to three card place and then go up top but yeah, I think if you're playing cards, then you kind of get to see what the spirit's supposed to do. Sure. It's like, oh, this is this innate. Oh, and then if I use beast, I can do two damage in this land. And I can play strife. Yeah. I think a good way to understand a spirit is like to see what they're all about is to go after the place. Right on. I'm just content with only giving one bit of advice. I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mist, the way I play, not the way that you have to, but just it helped me. And it's just one of the formulas that I like to do. Really, truly prioritize Swirling Haze level two. Get Swirling Haze to level two because then you can shove explorers. Now, once you are consistently getting Swirling Haze level two, what I do, I rest on my laurels in the sense that I use both innates to stop both explorers. Mm -hmm. By stopping them, I mean once that explorer comes in, I use the left innate to kill one of those explorers and the other one I use the right innate to shove that explorer somewhere else consistently use your innates to stop those explorers and use your cards for everything else. So when you are stopping explorers as a baseline constantly, that means they're not building, that just gives you more room and it's less pressure. Yes, this isn't as salient as high difficulty stuff, but I think it'll help you with a formula on how to get some ground with them. So, sorry, we got to keep going. (laughs) Final comment about Trickster (laughs) Knight. Just be aware of the discard minor deck. So then you can see what's gone, what defends, or what blight cards have been discarded. If you're aware of what's gone from the miners, you have a better idea what's coming up from let's see what happens. Also, a bit of advice, don't pull fire cards. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, yeah, those suck. (laughs) Bonus fear. Over enthusiasm. (laughs) Next comment comes from Mind Wanderer B. Hey! Stone and Vengeance are my bugaboos, followed by Wildfire. (laughs) I haven't even tried Volcano yet because it has the same philosophy of using slash accepting Blight to win. Even knowing how I'm supposed to play them, I have a hard time leaning into it. I would say Big Boom Volcano does. Yep. Yeah, Little Boom. Small Boom. Yeah, Control Detonation doesn't. It just seems like Mind Wanderer doesn't like Blight users. And I can see the notion of, oh, well, Big Boom seems like the coolest thing about them is this massive attack. It feels strange to not do that. Well, when there's not as many Dahan dying and there's not as much Blight around, it's a lot more (laughs) attractive. (laughs) There are builds out there for Volcano that are, you know... That don't go Big Boom and are still satisfying. Yeah, that mind wanderer can maybe get on board with yeah so there you go try that out they go on to say i struggle with things that it seems like most players don't and i have no problems with things others seem to struggle with Hmm. 
Fractured Days makes perfect sense to me. I dove right in when I joined the Jagged Earth playtesting team, and I loved it from the beginning. It depends heavily on communication with the other players, yeah. but it's so versatile, and I don't think its mechanics are all that complicated. I also really enjoy positioning games. Many Minds is one of my favorites, and I really enjoy that aspect of Mist and Downpour to a lesser extent. Ted is so happy that Mind Wonder was on the playtesting team. Because <laughs> of the, like, the no, spirits. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> the one that he couldn't do. Yeah. On the other hand, I really struggle with risk-heavy spirits like Vengeance, Wildfire, and Trickster. And even don't do that well with Stone because I'd really rather prevent Blight than weaponize it. Yeah, they talked about that earlier. Don't like Blight. I also don't do great with Bringer because I prefer to solve problems directly. And I don't do great with major strategies. Similarly... I struggle with that aspect of Mists. <laughs> it's on two sides of a coin. I do also struggle with Finder, but because of its tight resource limits, not because of its rules. I always seem to be running up against its energy and plays limits. It has very little in its kit that solves a single land with a single power. Huh. I think with that, maybe just try different builds with Finder because there are builds with Finder where you can have so much energy. You know, it is true though because there's a lot of time where I can move bad guys, but I'm not necessarily moving all the bad guys. Half. I'm only moving half. Or one. So, yet sometimes that's enough where I render those who remain to be harmless. Or at least not bad enough to blight us this turn in that right. land or something like that. So yeah, it can be weird to like split up your problems to a point where none of them are really strong enough. Yeah. It's it's weird, yeah. How you do this control game is very interesting. Oh, definitely. Lopsided Blue Jay comes in to say, until recently I've had problems playing Volcano. Oh. How about that? The problem was mainly that it seemed counterintuitive to destroy your presence for some quick damage. The playstyle just didn't work for me, and I put them aside and didn't play them for a while. Until I saw how others played them. Hmm. And I decided to play them again, and everything became clear. Nice. The spirit is still a challenge for me, but at least I understand them. Kind of. That's a big thing that Laura and I both talked about. Seeing other people play spirits, like, sure. oh, that's how it is. That is 100% coincidence that this comment came immediately after yeah, my that's funny. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Yeah. <laughs> Another spirit I find difficult to play is Stone's Unyielding Defiance. But this is more because, in my plays, I have this awful habit of using all my energy on power cards, oh. leaving not much to pay for its innates. I also find it hard to get to all the trouble lands, especially in larger games or with stronger adversaries. So that's a really good comment about stone. It's uncommon. Yeah. yeah to spend energy yeah. on an innate. Since when do we spend energy on innate? Because innate should be free because they're triggered by elements. elements. Yeah. That's a comment that I often hear talked about. I'm a type of player. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are. We just like, we use every drop of energy we have every turn. Sure. It's like, we're just... But when I might Earth, I'm bankrupt you're every ban turn. Because <laughs> you're trying to utilize to most optimally your right. entire hand. Seriously. So you can do as much as you can. Mm -hmm. So if I have energy left over, I'm like, oh, could I be doing something else? You know? Yeah. Unless we're trying to save for events or a major that we picked up. But I feel your pain. Seriously, I'm not yep. having enough energy. This is exhibit... T of why just getting energy out there to your friends is always a good idea. One of the things we say, Ooh. even if it says, oh, I can give you one energy. Oh, it's only one energy. I, no, it's worth it. No matter who you are, whatever, energy is 
always nice. You don't know when you're going to want it or need it. But here's the thing, just like wild tokens or disease tokens, even if you don't have a use for it planned out right now, right. it will get used eventually. Because maybe you need to pull <laughs> blight from the box. Me. Maybe you can't blight from the cart or it flips. Trust yeah, me. it will come in handy. So if someone has, oh, I can give an energy out there, or you are grabbing power cards and you don't know what to do, you look at the four, you're like, hey, everyone, I don't know which one of these four cards to get. Honestly, giving energy is always salient. Yeah. And this is, like I said, yet another reason why. There's so many reasons why you would want to have energy. And this is one of them. Yeah, that's a good point. Squirrely38 comes in and says, yippee! After discovering your podcast in December, hey, thanks hey. to the subreddit. Thanks, fam. <laughs> I'm finally caught up in time to comment on a poll. Congratulations, hey. Squirrely. You're here. You hey. made it. Welcome, welcome. The modern times. How fun they are. <laughs> welcome to the present. I hope that this is something that's actually exciting because when you're doing a binge on a thing oh, and yeah. you see other people getting involved and you're like, oh. But now, <laughs> yes, Squirrely, we are talking about your content. It is your voice that we get to <laughs> speak from. Isn't this cool? Don't we like catching up? No, it really. Cool. No, that's awesome. <clears throat> anyway, the two that I don't click with are Downpour and Thunderspeaker. You watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. <laughs> Good thing Laura's not here. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> Important caveat, I do primarily play True Solo okay. and occasionally with my son. For Downpour, to me, it kind of feels like Earth. You're stalling till you have a big hammer or multiple repeats of one small hammer <laughs> for later. I love how thematic Downpour is, and mm. I really enjoyed it the first time I played it. But while I know the repetition is part of the vibe, it just feels a bit too predictable. Mm. I haven't done much with the destroying slash bring back presence, so I'm missing out on an important side of the spirit. Still fun, just not my fave. Okay. For Thunderspeaker, please don't kick me out of the club. <laughs> I haven't played them since I was a beginner, so that's likely fueling my thoughts here. Yeah. But I'd rather be able to put out a bunch of smaller fires than nuke one land. Sounds like you, Ryan. <laughs> Guilty start. <laughs> I also prefer beasts over to Han. Yeah, beasts don't die. <laughs> Given their more accessible mobility and overall resilience. Mm. I feel pretty locked down by Dahan focus spirits. Things take a bit more forethought, to which I'm not opposed, and one wrench that's thrown into the engine seems to get things really sidetracked. Yeah. Maybe I should pick it up again soon to see if I've progressed since my last play a couple years ago. But guys, I love your podcast. You've helped me feel so much more fluent in gameplay Aww. and have helped me to see the Matrix, which has opened my eyes to creative gameplay options. <laughs> P.S. Tried Aggro Fangs this week and loved it. Whoa, hey. whoa, what a comment. Aww. What a first comment. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. I'm so glad to hear that just you've been getting into the game. You've loved it. I am beyond flattered yeah. and just whelmed with all the warm fuzzies that you've loved it. Any bit of good that this podcast does for people is incredible. Because because we're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a bunch of dummies. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, that's sincerely. Thank you so much. That's such a big encouragement. To the meat of their comment, one thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that they play true solo. Do you think yes. that? Do you think that affects their viewpoint of like if Thunderspeaker can steal other people's Dahan and you only have your starting six? I can see it. Maybe that, like, affects, you know, like they're saying, uh, the wrench in the engine. Some of the most effective plays I've ever had with Downpour was, here, let me hold the nail in place and defend while my friend uses yeah. the hammer to smack the nail that I'm holding. Good point. You know what I Good mean? Good point, Ryan. But, eh, not so much. 
I would, in Downpour's case, when it comes to repeating and as far as predictable, is predictable, I guess, in the fact that you will be repeating stuff. Yeah. But what you are repeating is where the variety comes in. Mm. I have no idea what I'm going to find. I found Rain of Blood. Cool. I'm a fear spirit. Yeah. I found steam vents. Well, now I'm killing people. <laughs> yeah. And stopping them at the source. Oh, I found sunsets fire flows across the land. Okay, nice. well, now I'm just doing a ton of fear and damage. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. They kind of feel like a trickster or a memory in a way where they kind can of. just become... Depends on what you find. Depends on what you find. Mm-hmm. I would... Is this too far? I think a good thing to try would try to play two-handed. Okay. I know some people are uncomfortable. and The game will take longer, but kind of seeing these combos that you're talking about, Ryan, being the nail to the hammer, letting someone gift of abundance a major and repeat mm-hmm. something, that's where like a lot of fun, you're like, oh, this is what this spirit is capable sure. of. Or Thunder Speaker, if there's 10 Dahan type mm-hmm. of thing instead of just the four because you lost two or something, that might, sure. I don't know, help a viewpoint at least. But I know two-handed is a lot of mental overhead and it's difficult, so. I wouldn't feel so bad about not indulging in the whole bringing destroyed presence back because that's like a nice safety net that catches somebody who keeps dying. Mm. So if you have competent players to the point where no one's dying and you're not really using that mechanic, totally fine. It's okay. Employees at the Red Cross are not complaining that they'd had an easy work day today mm. because no one came into the hospital. So yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> don't worry about that as far as not utilizing a kit in their gameplay and not feeling that like you're playing it to the fullest. It's letting other people repeats. That's where the fun is. That's where the fun is. Also with downpour, when your innates reduce counterattack damage, it's by one total, not one each. Mm. So Dahan counterattack stuff are still viable and you can still move Dahan around really good with Dark Skies. That's a very good point. Not each Dahan is lower. It's not each, it's one total. So look, Dahan are doing six damage here. Mm -hmm. Oh, but they each do one less so instead of doing six damage, it's three. No, it's five. Yeah. So that's really important. (laughs) No, it's extremely important. Because that could be extra damage that you're missing out on. Thunder Speaker's case, I'm not sure if this is happening, but just common misconception that you died a sworn to victory directly from a ravage action, not when Dahan died, period. That was a huge hang up for me. That's huge. Because <laughs> I would be like, oh, an event killed Dahan, I lose a presence. Mm. I would be doing that all the time. Mm. Yeah. So that is a common misconception. And I'm not saying that you're suffering from that. I'm not. I'm just trying to think of ideas to help improve yeah. your thought process behind them. That's all. But welcome. Welcome, also, Squirrel. Also, Fangs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Aggressive Fangs. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Until next time, Squirrely. Next comment comes from Bake Me Pancakes. Well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, that's, those sound great. For me, it's definitely Shadows and Mist. With oh. Shadows, I just don't understand its game plan at all. <laughs> you got both of our attention. I know. Well, now I'm listening. <laughs> at first, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. <laughs> They go on to say, don't misunderstand. I appreciate that it's a fear spirit. Hey. But it doesn't have a plan aside from this game. I think I'll just earn a lots of fear printed on my cards. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I play Mist is that I have trouble seeing whether or not I made a mistake or if I've just matched up with poor allies. Its start is so difficult that if I make some mistakes, it feels like I'm playing from behind the entire game. Mm. I love Mist conceptually, but its start is difficult to visualize. Once I'm up and running, the spirit goes well, Mm. generates tons of fear, and it's a real blast to play. When things go wrong, I just let that spirit be for a while. See how, yeah, I do the same thing. See how others play it, and consider that maybe Miss is just bad against Habsburg, (laughs) and that's okay. (laughs) In general, I think I've got trouble with spirits that make me choose without understanding why. 
Hmm. I want to think ahead with Miss, but I can't because I don't know what cards I will have. I really don't know what I'm trying to achieve. As a counterpoint, I'd present Thunderspeaker. I know exactly when I'd be powerful. Once I have that mystical fourth air, suddenly it all starts clicking. Mm. I've never clicked with Miss and only ever felt lucky that I got good draws with the minor power deck. As a piece of advice for the podcast in general, I don't know how important this will be to the exact episode. Anyway, next comment. (laughs) Now I'll read it. I love if you guys would disagree with each other or the listeners more. Maybe you always just happen to agree, but I think some of the back and forth would be really good for discussion. I distinctly remember that in the episode about Scotland, you agreed with Ocean's low and its high ranking. To me, anyone who would rank Ocean as being bad against Scotland is clearly not experienced with the spirit since it does amazingly well against scotland disagreeing with the listeners who ranked it as a poor spirit could perhaps have kept some real discussions going it's just a acknowledgement of truth as to why someone would have that feedback and we were identifying in what situations that would be salient and how i would respond to that individual um so they want us to disagree more i disagree with you Bake me pancakes about them being so strong against Scotland. Well, (laughs) honestly, it just it's levels five and six where the blight going into the ocean tile is a big detriment. Well, the thing is that the ocean touches three lands. Yeah, you have to be ace on all three lands. If not, oops. And if it blights in the coast, yeah, it'll blight in the ocean. I think level six Scotland, where after the ravage step, add one town to each inland land that matches a ravage card within one range of a building and where can ocean go is the inland and if Mm. towns are being placed in there that is difficult for ocean so i don't think it's the worst matchup i wouldn't say it's the best against ocean so i'm disagreeing with (laughs) (laughs) you want to disagree you want to fight here you go (laughs) i think it's funny how like literally the day after this comic came in dahan insurrection 2 aired where the first (laughs) thing we did in the bottom five was like i don't see it i don't see this (laughs) (laughs) Can I say something about shadows? Go for it. They brought up shadows about misunderstanding them. Mm. And Pancakes appreciates that shadows is a fear spirit. But they said shadows doesn't have a plan other than I'll just, you know, earn fear prints on my cards. I understand that mindset. I think if you are struggling with shadows and it's just like, oh, this is just a fear bot type of thing. Mm. Play foreboding. Because then fear now has a different outlet for you. Now fear can be used as control. So now it's more than just fear on cards type of thing. Now mm. you have to plan around that fear that's on the cards to be able to move the invaders around and, you know, keep them at low builds. I don't know. I just think if you are struggling with it's a very bland spirit or all it does is just earn fear. I think foreboding adds another layer of like now the fear does something tangible yeah. that you can plan around, that you can plan ahead for. They said they like to plan ahead. Oh, this next turn with two fear, I'll move this town so it doesn't build mm. into a city. So things like that. That's all I'm saying. I understand not getting shadows. I also didn't get it. But if you're struggling with fear... Try for boating. When it comes to like disagreeing with people and wishing that we did more often, too often I see experienced players wield knowledge way too heavy. (laughs) And I'm just not that kind of person. Okay. No one ever is willing to listen to you if they think that you're being way too aggressive. Mm, That's true. You know, it's a welcoming, empathetic approach that usually people actually adhere to. That's one of the reasons why I've just acclimated to that lifestyle in life. So I'm just not that kind of person. Yeah, you're not very... (laughs) (laughs) Only on things that are really important. Like events in our debate. (laughs) (laughs) Round two. (laughs) Well, maybe people are clamoring for us to argue more, so maybe we'll have a round two, like you're saying. 
I don't even know what I'd say. Well, no, mm, I don't know. Different topics. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for the comment. Yes, 100%. C. Garvey comes in and says, I used to loathe Starlight. And then someone posted a casino Starlight build. And now I love playing Starlight like that. <laughs> I think when Jagged Earth first appeared, I struggled with isolation. Mm. But Scotland and England really showed how useful it could be rather than just stopping an exploration like I first thought. Yeah. Seeing, oh, yeah. Yeah, seeing multiple oh, yeah. layer to things yep. is cool. Places aren't a source of invaders mm-hmm. anymore. You can kill Russian explorers with it. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. really nice. Stopping builds. a building showing up against Scotland. Yeah, adjacency builds. Usually it stops explorers. Now it just stopped a town from yeah. showing up. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's things, too. Like, in Sweden, if a land blights, then a town pops up adjacently. Or yeah. Triangle Trade. If a city builds along the coast, then a town pops up adjacently. Mm-hmm. A finder can stop that. There's yep. nothing adjacent to that land. So yep. there's cool things with isolation mm-hmm. that can pop up. You're full of surprises, young master isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! <laughs> that Casino Starlight build, that's funny. It's like, what are the notes for the build? Just like YOLO? <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I want to see that guy. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for the comment. Next one comes from Simeon. Hey. There are some aspect spirits like Sunshine River who I played once or twice. Apart from those, I think I have a pretty good grasp on most spirits. Nice. Except Finder. <laughs> Another Finder mention. I've played them quite a few times, but every time I feel a bit overwhelmed and clueless, what's the best thing to do? No matter that some games were successful in the end. So, I mean, don't worry. No one plays Sunshine River, so it's okay. <laughs> the emotion they're getting at is with Finder, even though they've played it several times, yeah. they feel overwhelmed and clueless. They're not necessarily the most efficient, but the thing was, they're still successful in the end. So I, I don't I know. Did what, I did it. I did it. I did it. In some ways, that's Finder. Yeah. See, the thing is, with Finder, your gameplay is focused on getting the bad guys where you don't want them to be and Mm -hmm. getting good guys where you do want them to be. Sometimes you can lean into one more than the other. Sure. And depends on maybe you found defend cards so that Dahan can do attacks and, you know, they were able to knock out some bad guys for you or something. If you find, like, Quick and Lear struggles with Finder and Mm -hmm. group up all these Dahan, you can defend 10 there. Yeah, Mm. Finder can have some strong defensive builds. Mm. So, good comment. Aaron comes in to say (gasps) that. Hey, Aaron. Hey. Starlight is my first reaction. I know it's possible to play them in a powerful yet flexible way, but I just can't get into it for some reason. Mm. I enjoy other spirits who grow into more flexibility, but with Starlight, I feel like I'm shoving my spirit into a restrictive hole as the game progresses. Preach. (laughs) Perhaps I would like the casino build, but I have yet to try it myself. We just talked about it. We just talked about (laughs) it. That's crazy. I also picked Keeper, Memory, and Immense Lightning. I just can't understand major spamming. I was was about to say, these are all major power spirits. (laughs) I hate forgetting powers, and chaining together smaller effects to have a big impact mesh way better with Mm. me compared to solving things with a big hammer. I often feel like I'm just digging for the right thing, and I feel like I wasted a power draw with some really cool powers when I don't find it. That stings. That stings 100%. real hard. Because now you didn't find what you were looking for, and well, oh. since I didn't invest in the other thing, I guess I'm just blighting this yeah. turn. <laughs> Sucks to be me. <laughs> it does. It's probably why I prefer minor spamming with Keeper, but I always feel like I'm doing that incorrectly with that particular spirit for some reason. Hmm. At the same time, the above spirits are probably the ones I have spent the least amount of time with, so I guess it makes sense as to why they don't click as much for me. Okay. 
I will say that most of this is taken from a true solo perspective. Ergo, I know memory mm. can take on a much more supportive role with more spirits around, but when memory is all you have, majors seem to be the thing to gravitate towards. This sounds a lot like Squirrely's comment who played a lot of true solo, because memory, you kind of want to go majors. Mm. If you're just by yourself, it's like, well, I guess I'll just give myself elements that I could already do, so mm. what's the point of canning out elements back to myself type of thing? I see it, yeah. I I remember when I was doing my solo series for myself, yeah. I was just gating stats on all the characters by themselves. My most stressful game was Shifting Memory because <laughs> I was like, I had that crazy fear card trust fall. I'm like, all right, I have three fear cards. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I hope I, I hope And I they saved me, which was great. But yeah. still, it was the least amount of control I had. Boy, I found Winds of Rust and Atrophy early, as mm. well as Paralyzing Fright. And I'm like, oh, oh. yes. <laughs> that, those are good game-saving yes, cards. Yes, <laughs> I wonder if Aaron really likes, like, thematics or lore, because these major power spammers kind of lose their identity a little bit. I see it. As they're forgetting part of themselves. Well, the thing is, is when you think about a major, what are you grabbing it for? It's effect, mm-hmm. not necessarily its elements. No. So I usually don't. When you sway from your elements, yeah, you become something new, and maybe some of the miners that you found by that time, ironically, have coincidentally the same elements. That's always that a, you, you know need. a happy accident. That's a happy accident, but that's not something you can prepare for. Mm-hmm. So when you're having a tough problem, it's so weird to be like, "Hey, what do I do to solve my problem?" Go for a Hail Mary and make sure that you conveniently have the things that support your Hail Mary. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, crap. But How am I supposed hard, to do that? It's hard to plan around that. Right. It is. And it seems like the pinnacle of their misunderstanding is Starlight, who has no identity. Right. They you are literally pick it. You literally pick it. You literally pick it. And it's all random chance. Basically, I understand that emotion that Aaron's getting at. With Starlight, just lean into the innate that does fast control. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Innate. When in doubt, do that one. Yeah. Air moves, earth endures. So mm. it's the air moves part, pushing up to two explorers or one town. When in doubt, that's the one to go for. <laughs> wow, yeah. Strong innate. Anyway, thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. As a side note, I love all the things that they do for the community with all the discussions that they make. So oh, much. yeah. Check out those spirited discussions that they post. Mm-hmm. And I miss you on the Discord. <laughs> anyway, bye. Gentle Fox comes in to say, Hey. Finder, I struggle how to play it the first couple times. I thought you could only push to adjacent lands. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, dear. (laughs) But I forgot that any of their presence can be in adjacent lands to another one of theirs. Yes, Mm. that is huge. Mm. You can connect the ways, open the ways. Then I clicked. Wow, if you team up with an offense spirit like Thunderspeaker, you have a very powerful combo. Oh, Laura and John right there. Agree. Yeah, that's, what I was saying. that's our marriage one-two punch right there. I was right going to say, that's a good marriage right yeah, there. Yeah, it keeps and us happy. And I mean happy. that literally. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps us happy. Yeah, yeah, that's a very big important thing to remember with Finder. Oh, no, it does not have to be adjacent lands. <laughs> yeah, it's like you I'm lose glad so that you're much able to power. figure that out. Yeah, yeah, you lose so much power with Finder if not. Vlad Von Bounce comes in and says, I played one game with Finder at base difficulty and struggled a lot, as I couldn't seem to do any damage. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I could move invaders around, but I couldn't get rid of any of them and ended up losing. I should try again and try to work it out. Definitely. Starlight is confusing as there are so many different growth options and I tend to make mistakes. Yes. (laughs) Downpour is confusing because you don't get to play all your power cards, so I am like often... 
I will rely on this power to do this. <laughs> and then I realize I have to discard said power to do something else. Ooh. Repeating powers can be very strong, but it can also be easily wasted or cost way too mm. much energy. Fractured Days is a difficult playstyle to adapt to. A lot of its powers are very abstract and hard to make the most out of. Knowing when to spend time is also hard. You have so much potential, but it's hard to make the most out of it. Initially, I found Vengeance quite confounding, but I think I have the hang of it now. You really need to stop trying to save all the lands and let things get really, really bad before mm -hmm. you start fighting back with a Vengeance. Mist can be quite confusing because your presence is so fluid, and so you need to be able to move it around to the right spot at the right time. Trying to leave invaders alive can be a struggle without losing to Blight. Weirdly, there seems to be a correlation between hard-to-understand spirits and spirit complexity level. I was about to bring that up. Well, e how about that? <laughs> every spirit they mentioned was high complexity or very, very high. Very high. Yeah. Downport. Yep. Yep. Starlight. Very yep. high. Fractured. Very yep. high. Mist. Yep. Yep. High. Vengeance. <laughs> Vengeance. High. Yep. <laughs> and we talked about this with Laura, so maybe people just have a comfort level in the moderate type of spirits where you can get a lot done, you can still get elements on your board or track bonuses, mm. but yeah, sometimes these crunchy spirits are difficult. I mean, I'm fairly certain they were using sarcasm with that last comment. No, okay. <laughs> there seems to be a correlation between hard to understand spirits and the complexity <laughs> level. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. So, do you think we'll keep getting very high complexity spirits if people are struggling? If I'm being honest, I think we might see one here and there. But if I recall from Ted's interview, they would prefer that there's not too many. Okay. So, there may be one where it's like, yes, we don't want to spam the roster with very high complexities, but... When looking at this spirit, this hypothetical spirit that we're designing yeah. today, there's no way we can call it anything but very high. Okay. You know, I'm guessing that's going to happen. Because, like, when Jagged Earth came out and Jagged Earth Era came out, including Promo Pack 2, we had three very highs. Mm. So that's a decent number of very highs. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing we're probably going to see more moderates and highs. Okay. That is a complete assumption on yeah. my part. I do think we will see some very highs because now that that door's open, it's not like we're never going to see very right. highs again. Right, you can't close it back up. But just, like I said, going off with what he told us in the interview, he said, yeah, I would rather not go beyond very high. <laughs> <laughs> that gets really to like super mega. Yeah, I'll just you trying to balance that or design high. that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. tough. But thanks for the comment. Yeah. Ray comes in to say, hey. hey, Ray, I voted for Memory and Thunderspeaker, and I'll try to explain in a slightly different way. Okay. I'll explain how I don't understand these spirits such that they mechanically aren't doing things I want slash expect oh. them to do thematically. Yes. yes, I spoke on this. You did spoke on this last episode. I think in a very similar way, yeah. In regards to memory, probably the easier of the two, I'm at a loss for this spirit. Hmm. It feels like it's doing too many things at once. Being this clumsy, forgetful spirit whenever it suddenly gets a major, studying invaders, observe the world, course with the Dahan, spawn elements out of itself, learn about the nature. I never saw the spirit as one that tries to spam grab majors over and over, and I never play it that way. I try and build up powers and utilize my uniques more often because I really like the the idea of the spirits as a studier, a courser of the invaders. Going for bottom track style builds to play these cards more often as the fictitious papa slash mama memory supporting others and studying those pesky colonists has felt way more at home for me to understand and enjoy compared to being a forgetful major chucking Chad. <laughs> Here's another Chad reference. I'm curious to 
hear their definition of forgetful, if they're talking about mechanical forgetfulness or thematic forgetfulness and the fact that they've been through the iterative cycle mm. of various things in life, in their lore, they've done all the things and have forgotten those things to learn new things, to then forget those things, to okay. just repeat that cycle. Yeah. I'm just curious what they mean by forgetful. I think... Because you don't get to forget cards when you get a major, which right. is great. You get to discard them <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of forgetting, which is great. Which is why I'm like... It's probably, probably thematically. Talk, they have to be talking about thematic because that's their thing. They don't have to forget cards. I do agree... And I think, because Aaron talked about how Aaron doesn't really connect with a memory just spamming majors. It doesn't seem like Ray does either. Going down that bottom track and being supportive, I love a supportive memory. So I agree. Mm-hmm. And I do think that connects more with the theme, like we're talking about, of this spirit. You know, they did say at the start how they expected them to work mechanically or thematically. Yeah. So that could be it, actually, yeah. In regards to Thunderspeaker, Ray goes on to say... From Thunderspeaker's lore, (laughs) (laughs) I really expected them to be more harmonious and less active in the struggles of the island plus invaders. Mm. It is in debt to the Dahan, and while Thunderspeaker is free to have their own sentiments, manipulating and utilizing the Dahan for war and raids of power and glory is not what I would have been expecting for a spirit that is devoting itself to protecting Dahan by living amongst them. I don't like the war-hungry, destruction, imminent-style play of Thunderspeaker. It has never clicked for me. Hmm. Why do I want to keep manipulating these Dahan year after year into power struggles against the invaders for personal woes? Yeah, vital strength of the earth feels a bit more of that guardian oh, kind of thing. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like emotionally, yeah, emotionally it kind of feels more... Defending. Yeah. The way I end up playing Thunderspeaker is going bottom track with majors, utilizing growth three and growth one more often. Power cards, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when I'm able to draft some Dahan majors, go figure, I feel more in tune with the Dahan in a more harmonious style of play to combat the aggression of the invaders rather than incite aggression upon them. Bargains of power and protection is an obvious one where the theme speaks for itself. Yeah, bargains. Protection. That's great. Promise of protection. (laughs) Anyway, it's not about if I can mechanically play the spirits or not, but why some of the lore to mechanic transitions have not been able to connect with me until I have found a way around that. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. That was a big thing with me and Wildfire, Mm. and that disconnect took a while. Sometimes it's like, as Josh likes to say, you just got to brute force memorize it. <laughs> I see what they're saying about Thunderspeaker. Like you said, Ryan, maybe a more of an Earth. That's what they interpreted Thunderspeaker to be. But there is something about fighting back against the, the invaders who are oh, taking yeah. over your islands. That it's... I see this war hungry. Like, no, we need to claim this land as our own. Sure. And that may be their theme. It's strange to have a slight disappointment in a spirit because you wanted them to be something else. Mm. And that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. Like for me and Mist, I didn't want to accept the fact that, oh yeah, I'm just going to take a blight my early game and go on. I do, and I have, yeah. and it unlocked that spirit to be amazing for me, mm-hmm. but I'm also blighting once. It's sure. just once. Usually they'll do, oh, yeah, once, twice, and then I'm usually good for the rest of the game. But still, the various things that we have to accept sometimes to like, yeah, well, I'd rather than be like this. Yeah, well, I'd rather than be like that, but whatever. 
you know, I guess we each have to come to grips with that in our own way. I didn't think wildfire was supposed to be that planty. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they are. <laughs> I prefer them just to be straight fire, but whatever. That's just, yeah, I do agree with that. And I definitely see the disconnect. We were talking about mentally in the psyche of a human brain, how that can be like a betrayal of my assumptions. Well, you were talking about visualizing a radio host and how you picture oh, them, yeah. how they should be in yeah. your mind. Isn't so, it strange when that disconnect is there? Because it's like, I, I shouldn't be disappointed but I, but I am. am. <laughs> so Ray, obviously, in their mind, it's like, this is how Thunderspeaker should be. Harmonious. Mm-hmm. Peaceful amongst the Dahan mm-hmm. type of thing. But also, the artwork seems very maternal in a lot of the yeah, depictions. definitely. And even subconsciously, that just kind of speaks to that kind of vibe, I guess. I don't know. So, obviously, there is a disconnect, and we totally understand it. Because, mm-hmm. again, I get to play a lot with Thunderspeaker being on my team. I like the war-hungry blow-em-up, so it's fun to play alongside <laughs> You're also with. married to Laura. Yeah, so... <laughs> Who's also power hungry? <laughs> Blow him up. Anyway. If Ray was married to Laura, he could see yeah. how great these yeah. Thunderspeaker players can be. Exactly. <laughs> Come over and play with us, Ray. Thanks for the comment. And that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to tune in next week where we conclude the Misunderstanding series. Here's what you can expect next time on the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Well, they're not that smart, so... <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I just we did it again! Know. I did it, I said it! Same joke! Ray, or calm down. Or more... Ju- <laughs> <laughs> uh, calm yourself, Ray! Ray? <laughs> Naked and happy. <laughs> Correlation? <laughs> uh, family show, family show. <laughs> Fine, I'll put it in next time. <laughs> That's a critique on you, Ryan. Sorry! <laughs> well, well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're done here, Ryan. <laughs> the Ian Mel. Welcome, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum yeah, from like... Jurassic Park. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still Why here? Still here? <laughs> Just to suffer. Just... <laughs> I can still feel my arm. <laughs> you feel it too, don't you? The life that I lost. It's like we're all still there. <laughs> Ted, here's where you're playing many minds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel something that's so sacrilegious. I wouldn't dare. Yeah. She'll have like... Six presents in a way. Yeah, you know. It's almost like a tent stack. It's, it's right, like a volcano yeah, stack yeah. just roaming <laughs> the island. It's like a volcano stack. <laughs> that got dark. <laughs> anyway, good <Yeah>. one. <laughs> <laughs>